Oh yeah, the runway is empty and we are clear for takeoff. Welcome to that Good Good Experience podcast, a show where related minds talk about related interests in music, culture, and more. Join me, Marcus, along with Kimmy and Byron as we take you on a ride. You may want to buckle up. There's some turbulence ahead. And the great Rakim will say, it's been a long time. I shouldn't have left you without a dope beat to step to. Yeah, <laughs> welcome back to the good good, y'all. <laughs> Marcus Mose along for the ride. And I can't do this without my cousin co-host, Kimmy. Marcus, darling. How you doing? How's my people doing? Welcome to the good good. They're doing great. How'd you have your Thanksgiving, Kimmy? It was wonderful. Had the bestest time ever. I bet you did. I was there with you, remember? <laughs> well, also, we can't do this without my other co-host, Mr. Byron B-Note Brown. What's going on, man? What's up, fam? What's up? Happy to be here. Happy Thanksgiving weekend. And uh, yeah, let's get this party going. Absolutely. Absolutely. But check it out real quick, ladies and gentlemen. What did Ply say on about Saturday and the leftovers? See, was it Thursday? You, you ate the food. Friday was at its best. Saturday, you pushing it. Yeah. <laughs> but guess what? What's that? What? I'm gonna uh, heat this sucker up in the microwave as soon as we get off. The right. There's no, I know. Right. There's no, I know shame. Right. There's no shame in my game. I will. There's no shame in mine either. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta play the dressing in the, in the refrigerator. Cranberry I still have sauce. a half a turkey. It's gonna get eaten. Yeah. It's going down. It's going down. <laughs> Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Good Good Podcast. We want to thank some, thank you all for being along with the ride. And this week we have another celebrity guest. Uh, he's out of Pasadena, California. He is tearing up the charge with, with another one of his hits. He's Mr. Alex Porter. He is in the building. And he, we're going to be playing his new music. He's also got a Christmas single as well. So again, we're going to be kicking with him. But before we get into that, as always, we got to talk about what's good, good. And Byron, what's good, good on your end, man? Let's have it. Oh, wow. What's good, good is Versus. The Versus were featuring Shaka Khan and Stephanie Mills. We witnessed the power and strength of sisterhood as they took the stage at the Ace Hotel in Los Angeles and really put on a great show. Two queens, powerful Black women who have been in the industry for years, showcasing their legacy on stage, and very full. I'll just say that. <laughs> but it was a joyful and enjoyable experience, and my hat's off to the both of them. Great night for music. That's what's good good. Kimmy, what's good good? <laughs> I'll tell you what's good good. Last weekend, the 36th Annual Hall of Fame's um, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame ceremony took place where they honored Jay-Z, the Honorable Tina Turner, and Mr. Sexy Lips, LL Cool J. They were all inducted into the 2021 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Tina Turner was unable to attend the ceremony in person, but sent a video speech from Switzerland. However, it was a night to remember. Jay-Z received congratulatory remarks that were aired in pre-recorded by none other than our forever president, Barack Obama. And LL was also honored for his contributions and legacy and was joined by Eminem and Jennifer Lopez performing hits such as All I Have and Mama Said Knock You Out. Music mogul Dr. Dre formally inducted him and this was the rapper's sixth time being nominated and he finally was inducted. So congratulations to all three of them. 
Also, what's good, good is Netflix has finally premiered one of my favorite animes in live action, Cowboy Bebop, which was an American science fiction streaming television series. It is a live action series based on the 1998 Japanese anime series of the same name and stars many new faces, but one of them you may know is John Cho from Harold and Kumar Go to White Castle and Star Trek. The 10 episode series was released November 19th on Netflix. So Marcus, what's good, good on your end? I'll tell you what's good, good on my end. Hey, check it out. King Richard starring Will Smith with Chronicles of the Life and Times of Venus and Serena Williams being coached by their father, Richard Williams. It came out this week in theaters as well as HBO Max. Also, what's good, good on my end, Tari Torre. We're talking, our theme this week is talking about artists we should be listening to. Tari Torre is also one of those artists you should be listening to as well. She's an actress, six-time Apollo winner as a singer and composer. She has a new song called In Time. Also, let's tear up the charts. And we also got to say what's good, good to her husband, Jay Ivey. Check it out. Jay Ivey has been nominated for a Grammy for Best Spoken Word. Now, check it out the company he's in with. He's in the company of LeVar Burton, Don Cheadle, and Dave Chappelle. That is huge. Huge, huge, huge. So congratulations to Jay Ivey uh, on being nominated for a Grammy for Best Spoken Word. Now, Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's get right into it. I told you we got another special guest. Again, he is hailed from Pasadena, California. He's got two great new singles that are tearing up the chart. One is a Christmas single called Christmas with You. Also, his other single, Take This Chance, is also tearing up the charts. We want to welcome to the good good, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Alex Porter. What's good, good, buddy? <laughs> What's going on, man? Thank you for having me. It's an honor to be here on the good good and what's good. Hey, man, that's what's good, man. I forgot to mention, Alex started off as a drummer for many, many gospel groups, which is where artists, their roots come from. He was a professional drummer for Mary Mary, Shirley Caesar, Donnie McClurkin, Whitney Houston, along with others. Now, real quick, you know, it says that you realized you were different at the age of two. What made you what made you realize that you were different? So being raised by a single mother and my grandmother um, growing up, uh, it's just different things that, you know, they would put me and my sister in, um, you know, music classes or, you know, just different type of activities just to see if something catches on. So um, I was in this music class, you know, in, uh, in kindergarten or preschool, and they basically put this like, you know, back in the day, we used to call it like a, a jumbe. And they basically this Jumbe and this little, you know, thing in front of me. And I was about two, three years old. And uh, you know how most kids around that age just make racket. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> I don't know. You know? What's right. the case with me? Uh, with me, I actually started doing this crazy beat. And it was just, it, and it was like, in timing and rhythm is just like, don't sketch, don't, don't, like at two years old, on the June Bay, and everybody was like, yo, who's this like? <laughs> it was tripping. So my teacher is crazy. My teacher, you got to hear my mom tell the story. Like my teacher called my mom and was like, yo, like we need you to come down here and and, and, and see like Alex. And she's like, is, is everything all right? And they was like, yeah, everything's great. You just got to just come see. And 
And when they came down and they put, you know, like things in front of me, I was just doing my, you know, doing my thing. And my mom looked and before, you know, uh, yeah, drumming was birthed in my heart. And um, my mom, that first Christmas, my mom took me home and bought me a paper drum set and got me some real sticks and stuff like that. And it's been history ever since. And I got, was blessed with the opportunity for my first I'm sorry, go ahead, go ahead. I was blessed with the opportunity for my very first professional drumming gig at the age of 15. Wow. Very good. Wow, who was that with? My very first professional drumming gig was for uh, Tina and Erica, Mary Mary. Wow. Okay. Wow, that's so awesome. did you actually go on tour with them? After so, so with me being a teenager and stuff, I wasn't allowed to leave you know, like the country or different states like that. Um, so what it is, is they used to have church tours around uh, the city. Uh, we'll basically be like, um, oh, we'll be playing here or we'll be singing there and we'll be singing there. And um, I was pretty well known in the, you know, city of Pasadena um, as far as a drummer that was playing for a bunch of different churches. Um, so every time they would come out and sing, uh, there was this specific church called Holy Assembly. Uh, which is one of the biggest churches in Pasadena, um, they would come out and I would get um, specially requested. And um, yeah, they know me since I was a kid. Everywhere they would go to sing, they would ask for me to play until it got to the point that, you know, um, when I got older and I was kind of blessed to make my own decisions, um, then that's when they would start requesting me to play um, in their music videos. You know, uh, can I have you do this, Alex? Can I have you do that? Because I was I was the real deal. Now. Now, now, Alex, is that the only instrument that you play? I mean, was it the drums that you, I know you sell the drums, was that the only instrument that you played? No, I started off playing the saxophone as well. Um, it didn't take off as much as the drums, but I played the saxophone for a little bit. And then after that, um, I dabbled in the keys. So, yes, I do play piano, keyboard, organ as well. Multifaceted. Love it. Kim? Uh, well, do you mind if we play one of your songs and it's going to be one that Many people already know, but it will be your rendition of Daniel Caesar's featuring her best part. Do you mind if I play it? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Here we go. You don't know, babe, when you hold me, kiss me slowly, it's the sweetest thing, and it don't change. I had it my way You would know that you are You're the coffee that I need in the morning You're my sunshine in the rain when it's pouring Won't you give yourself to me? Give it all I just wanna see how beautiful you are you know that I see it I know you're a star Where you go I follow Oh matter how far If life is a movie Oh you're the best part Oh You're the best part Now, now, sound better than the original? 
<laughs> Yo, everybody says that. Because, so you know, if I ever get blessed with the opportunity to meet Daniel Caesar or the artist Her, I would literally tell them, I was like, look, man, no disrespect. <laughs> Every across from either the industry or anything says Alex your version of best part is like one of the best remakes we have ever heard they said it's a complete grand slam they said man whatever we got to do to get this in front of them like they said you guys killed that track and I'm like you know I got to put my AP flavor on it you know yeah. <laughs> now you say now you say you guys now uh that was with uh Madison Watkins that was with American Idol finalist yeah Madison Watkins um very very good friend of mine um phenomenal singer um uh she grew up idolizing Whitney Houston so um it was um basically connected through one of my managers Natasha Macon shout out to Natasha Macon um she put that together and um she said yo I think you and Madison should remake best part and kind of you know put your flavor on it so me and Madison got in the booth we got in the studio um I, sp I really specialize in harmony so I said let's do it in a way that we can really you know take it here the whether we can add some Add some church to it, but not just church. Put a hybrid oh, of yeah, so yeah. put into it, and you know when we got to the part where it's like, uh, like uh, we just basically communicated through music to just show that you know, like yo, we really do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, what was it about that song, particular song? What made them choose that song? You know, you got other uh, wonderful duets like uh, Luther Vandross and uh, Cheryl Lynn. You know, "This World of Mine." Uh, you you got uh, other duets. What made your um, your management team decide we want y'all two to to, to um, remake that to cover that song? They just felt that it just fit my register. Um, they felt that it fit my um, just. The lyrics was just me. Um, I write music like this. Um, when you're talking about best part, um, it's just they basically was all like, "This is basically an an Alex Porter song through somebody else." Mm -hmm. um, so um, they just thought it would be perfect for me to remake. They thought it would be uh, absolutely phenomenal for me to just you know try to just put my own spin and my flavor on it. Um, also with adding the appropriate harmonies, the appropriate blends. Um, and and just some personality. Um, the original song is great. I think Daniel Caesar and her did a phenomenal job. But um, as an as an artist, just my own opinion, I felt like they could have gave us more. Mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. After hearing you guys, especially after hearing you guys sing it. Yeah. So, exactly. Yeah, they don't use harmony anymore in, in most songs. They really don't. And things that I'm definitely bringing back in real R&B it's like like it's nothing like look man R&B is not R&B without the harmonies uh you got harmonies in there you got to put the the you know the right tonalities in there the blends and and, and I felt like it's when I first heard it, it it definitely stood out to me but I was like man because her is a phenomenal artist yes. um Daniel Caesar yeah. is too, I felt like I'm like I just felt like, man, I just felt like they would have put some more soul or some more into it. So I said, you know what? Let me do what I feel that they should have done, but do it my way and see how it comes out. You added the cornbread dressing to that one. Yes, hey. you did. With the cranberry sauce. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Alex, I am curious. 
I'm curious to ask you, uh, as a percussionist and a vocalist, who inspired you? Were you inspired by artists like Phil Collins or anybody that drum and sing? Uh, Teddy Campbell, my big bro. Um, oh. Teddy Campbell is one of the most phenomenal drummers I've ever encountered in my life. Um, and it's just the things that I've saw and sat under him and just watched. Um, I don't only know Teddy personally, he's literally become one of my mentors. Um, I would just sit there at times, you know, watching him drum for a lot of different people, um, watching him play in huge concerts and shows. And I would just look and just the different things that I picked up on, I was just like a sponge to know how to play within certain timings, to know how to also play within um, different songs that you can kind of just put your own feel, but still stay in the pocket. And one of the things that I try to do as an artist, as a singer was take my percussion style and my drumming talent, but use it in my vocal range, which when I sing, I know how to sing and play within the timings. I know how to sing and play within the beats, whether I may can slow a word on one timing or tempo, but it still is in the same pocket of the beat. Uh, it's kind of hard to explain. You just got to kind of be in the booth in the studio with me. But um, I will say, like, me being a drummer is what probably makes me the R&B singer that I am today because uh, you do certain things of knowing how to play within the pockets of timings and things that a lot of artists can't do. Right. Now, which do you prefer? Do you prefer being a drummer or you prefer singing? Oh, that's a hard question. Uh, both. Listen, drumming is always going to be my first love. Like, I still get booked for drum gigs today. Mm. Uh, drumming is always going to be my first love. But singing is its just another love. It's like they neck and neck. Um, when, I, when I'm drumming, I definitely feel like I'm on another planet. Um, my grandmother and my mom used to always tell me it's a different it's a difference between a drummer being a drummer and a drummer being anointed. It's two different words. And I carry the anointing um, from what a lot of people tell me um, that just separates me from a lot of other drummers because um, um, I don't play and sing and do things to try to get. Oh, he's famous to get eyes on me to get like that's not who I am. That's never that's never who I've been. Um, it's it's I do things because I enjoy and I literally have the love to do it. Um, I sing for the voiceless. And what I mean by that is there's a lot of people that may not know how to communicate how they feel or or what they want to say through music that maybe I can sing a certain that. Oh, yeah, that's what I was trying to say through that Alex Porter song. Right. So. I look at that in a way as me being the voice for the voiceless. There may be a guy or a girl or whoever that may not know how to approach that loved one and be like, man, I really like this girl or that girl. Like, I really like this guy or I really like that, whatever. How can I say or what can I sue? Oh, you know what? I'm just going to play her or play them Take This Chance by Alex Porter. And this is what I'm trying to say. I just don't know how to form it in the words or what I want to say. But I know if she listened to this or if they listen to this, then they'll get the message of, I want you to be mine. You know, I want you to, <laughs> I'm saying like, I want you. So it, that's how I look at music. Uh, very relatable um, in a way that everybody can be like, yo, this guy is really hitting on what I'm trying to say and what I'm trying to do. Absolutely. Well, since you brought that up, let's listen to Take This Chance right now. I want to be 
That's my baby, man. Take this chance is like, like I said, it's. I spent a lot of sweat, blood, and tears in that on that song. Um, yes, I wrote that song years ago, um, and at the time, since you're trying to get all up in my, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> nah, yeah, at the time, I definitely wrote that for someone, you know, um, that I was talking to and that I was with, asking her basically. Uh, to take this chance on me. Um, I'm old school, y'all. You know, when I when a guy try to approach a lady, I do it the right way. I was raised by my grandmother and a single mom. So um, I'm all about trying to just like, yo, let me get to know you. Let's take some steps. Let's take some time. Let's take some, you know, and once I go through those proper channels and those proper steps and I take the time to get to know you and we talk and we connect and, you know, um, uh, my energy plugs in with your energy, then that's when I'm really like, all right, cool. I need you to take this chance on me. And, you know, at the time uh, she took the chance. Um, unfortunately, it did not end up working out, but the song is still hot. Yeah. <laughs> the song is still hot. It's one of the number one hits that's out right now. Um, but, you know, now I'm connected to a new source. I got a new energy that, you know, I'm plugging into and she's taking this chance and it's a chance worth well taking. Yeah, well, good answer. So, Alex, when did you discover your voice? When did, when did you really realize that you could sing? It's crazy because uh, I've always sung since I was a kid and a baby, but you never really just believe in yourself until you hear it from others that kind of just validate you. Um, so, um, you know, you hear from your mom or from your grandma, or from your people's like, oh, yeah, you can sing a little bit, whatever. But the one that validated was that stamp of approval was two people for me. Um, and it was uh, Whitney Houston and Stevie Wonder. Oh. Um, they are the two that validated and stamped it and was like, yo. So I remember I was playing for Whitney at this church and um, and I was just singing in the corner. One of my favorite singers growing up was Stevie Wonder. And um, I was singing over joy, just, just, just to myself. And, you know, just all the time, I'm building my castle of love. And then, you know, just got to the point like, and even though they don't believe that they do, they do come true. And, and, and Whitney was like, yo, like, Alex. And I was like, oh, I'm thinking I'm in trouble. Like, like I do something wrong. <laughs> Alex, like, she's like, do that again. And I was like, like, for real? She's like, yo, you can really sing. And I was like, come on, stop playing with me, Auntie Whitney. Like, stop playing with me. And she's like, you can really sing if you thought about being the singer. And I'm like, nah. So 
you know, fast forward, she gave me some breathing techniques, showed me a little tricks and trades and, and, um, Oh, that's awesome. Birth and R&B born. And then, um, when I had the opportunity, there's a, you know, I don't know if you guys ever been to Cali, but there was a place out here called the house of blues. And, and it was when it was on sunset and, uh, that very same song, I got a chance to sing in front of Stevie Wonder. And he was like, yo, my guy, like you are going to be a problem when you get older. Like you're going to be a <laughs> Wow. That's yeah. what gave me the confidence and the motivation to be like, all right, y'all, I could really do the singing thing. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And again, Alex Porter, thank you so much for being on The Good Good with us. The way this works, we're going to continue to move forward. The way this works, you know, we're, we're going to celebrate your music. But we also want to know what, what music that you like as well. So you brought your playlist on, and we're going to get into that. As a matter of fact, uh, Kimmy, I could think of a better place to start off of Alex's playlist. Let's hear Stevie Wonder, Overjoy. Ah, okay. From too far away For you to say come Back some other day And though you don't believe that they do They do come true in my dreams I'm doing I look at you and maybe too if you would believe you too might be overjoyed overloved over me now Alex you you make mention of the incomparable Whitney Houston yep. so, someone who you had the pleasure of working with now how did you take the news? I'm pretty sure it's like everyone else. How did you take the news when you found out of her passing? It hurt. It hurt badly. Um, like I said, I may not have hung out with her all the time or, uh, you know, been as close to her as a lot of others in the circle. But being around her and Uncle Bobby and Sissy and, and you know, just the family, uh, it hurt bad. And, and I think it hurt more that a lot of people didn't understand who she was. Um, you only go by what you hear as far as the tabloids and the rumors and and things of that such. But for the people that really like really really knew Whitney, um, I call her Auntie Wit. Um, for the people that really really knew Auntie Wit, then you know that we all go through struggles at times in life that we seem like we can't escape. But it doesn't mean that that those struggles define who we are. Right. And and I think that. You know, of course, look, man, we're in Hollywood, the, the tabloids, the media, the drama is always going to try to find a story to try to add mess. But but those that really, really know, like know the type of not just the icon she was, but just the beautiful person she was. Um, just from my experience, she's one of the most profound people that always had a heart to look out for those that didn't believe in themselves. And that's one of the things that I'm gonna miss the most. Um, but it hit really, really hard. Um, I remember sitting in the corner just crying and just crying. And, and, but everything happens for a reason. And you just keep going. It's a lot of things we don't understand, but you just keep going. But I know that through me, through my music, um, she sings through me because I really do the singing stuff for real. And I always channel my inner Whitney, as they would say, you know, from a male perspective. And and um, I make sure that when I do sing or when I put out music or when I do whatever that 
I'll be all like, you know, her voice is shining through me. And that's the way I can continue to, you know, um, to live, to keep her legacy living on. Absolutely. She'll never die. I mean, it's, it, it can't be go without without saying, you know, the, the success that Whitney Houston had, all the number ones, the different albums, the movies that she was able to accomplish in her lifetime. Um, yeah. So no matter you make mention of the, the struggles, you know, no matter what the struggles is, it can't be be misinterpreted that you know, Whitney Houston was one of the greatest uh, entertainers yeah. uh, of, of our time. You know, yeah. she's part of the soundtrack of our lives. And so, you know, we 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 definitely miss her. We we and we feel you on that. You know, we felt your pain the same, you know, as you did. You know, you know, we may not have been as close to her as you were, but at the same time, it, it impacted us all a, a lot on her past. So yeah. um, so uh Kim. Well, next up, we're just gonna move along and go into, I believe, one of your favorites, I believe, or was it Burns? But Maxwell's new hit, Off. Oh, that was mine. Yay. That, that was Byron, yeah. Oh, can I come through and see? Will you receive me? I'm shooting all my shots. I won't miss them. No. Oh, I'm giving all I got. Never, ever let this go. Maxwell, I, <laughs> I, know, right? I truly, truly love this song. Uh, it's a fresh sound for Maxwell. I, I thought it skated to the left of his usual sound, but it still mm-hmm. had the same, you know, similar elements that he likes to throw in. The nice little sound effects, but I thought it was a the structure of the song was a lot different. The flow of it was a lot different and refreshing. So it's standing out on my playlist right now. Good, I thought good, I was the only one that noticed that though, but it, it's a little bit different. Yeah. Before he was more neo soul, where it was um, a little bit more eclectic and different, but it was more straight laced to me this time. Yeah, but it yeah. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I mean, it, what what Maxwell is showing us on this song is that you know, no matter what type of production is behind it, he still can able to command the song with his voice. Yeah. And that's exactly what he did. We were talking about shooting the shots because I was thinking about when I first heard it, like the first note, I'm like, dang, Maxwell still got it, man. He don't ever miss. And that's one of the one of the lyrics in his song is that I shoot my shots that I don't miss. You know, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, so like it's crazy, man, because like how everything was just connected. So um, yeah. So uh, Alex, what did you think of it? Yeah, Maxwell has always been one of the goats, man. Um, Maxwell's always gonna have an imprint in this RB world. Um, I mean. Um, that definitely was a different vibe because yeah, before he kind of um, seemed like he, you know, his his range is is crazy. So it seemed like he would go more Prince style mm-hmm. uh, versus. Yeah. And he did do a little bit in this one though. He yeah. did. I, I could hear it. This one definitely is like okay, Max, you more grounded. Um, you right, more. Right. That's what it is. So um, yeah, and, that's exactly the word. Yeah. Grounded, so yeah. but but. Yeah, nah, Maxwell is always going to be amazing. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Max. Cool, cool, cool. What's wow. next, Kim? Um, I'm going to play one of yours. This is Ken the Man. Rose Don't Gold judge. Ken the Man. 
Don't judge me, y'all. Please don't judge me. <laughs> you knew what you were doing. Yes, you did. Did. I knew exactly what I was doing. I'll tell you what I was doing. I'll right. tell you what I was doing as soon as, as, soon as the song plays, all right? All right. 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 All can't just be crashing me. He can pick the box, but I still tell him we don't label that. I should call him Weezy, he be trying to see what baby at. Think they really sending shots, but it be laser tag. If he running to me, CPS can't get your baby back. Can't be seen with no. Okay, Marcus. All right, Marcus. All right. Okay. All right, so check it out. Check it out. Now let's just look past. I don't know if you guys seen the video or not, man. If you if you have it, don't 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 waste your time. <laughs> don't waste your time looking at the video. You know we we're all about lyrics and the uh, the uh, the bars, and this young lady has bars. Yeah, and, and uh, I mean, she has bars. And just a little bit about Kendra, man. She's from Houston, which is another stomping ground of another prominent female hip hop artist. Who she um, sounds like. Exactly. Right. Uh, and, and, and to me, to be perfectly honest, you know, it's probably going to cause a problem at some point. You know, there's going to be some probably some disc records at some point. But, you know, that's neither here or there. You know, I'm not trying to start, you know, but but anyway, she's from Houston. Uh, Ken, she's a Gemini. <laughs> Don't put that on me. <laughs> <laughs> she signed to Aslam Records after being an independent artist for like eight years. She claims Nicki Minaj as her protege, her, her sound. Her album, What's My Name, dropped on 1015. And basically the reason why I, I chose this as people we should be listening to, because she, like I said, she may sound a little bit like Megan Thee Stallion, but like as far as like bars is concerned, she's got the bars. And there's nothing that more than I appreciate than, you know, a great lyricist. And 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 like I said, the video, you know, you're going to see, you know, female uh, hip hop artists. They're going to be, you know, uh, you've got the stripper theme. You've got the body showing and everything flying everywhere. But I just want you all to pay attention to the lyrics of what she's spitting, because this girl has got skills, man. Like for uh, Marcus, I was going to I, I agree with you. It's not just a lyric. She's articulate. It's, yes! it's refreshing. Yes! It's refreshing to hear a, a female rapper that's articulate or a, a rapper, anyone calling themselves a rapper these days that are articulate, not mumbling it. It comes yeah. to when it comes to this music game. You got to understand the differentials between a person's talent versus a person. Is two different worlds. And let me break that down. So um, now I definitely was feeling what she was saying just because of how the delivery and her cadence, mm -hmm. um, her cadence and the way she was saying it um, basically hit home. She's uh, yeah, she definitely Nicki Minaj 2.0. Um, mm -hmm. Like I heard that just from the point when she, when, when she started, but what makes what's going to make her stand out is her cadence and how she deliver it with the personality that comes with rapping in that style. Mm -hmm. That's, and, and a perfect example of that is uh, that's what makes Eminem so phenomenal. Uh -huh. The cadence and the way he delivered rap style is untouchable. Right. Uh, what anybody says um eminem's one of my favorite rappers growing up so it's like it's and people are like oh you know well he's you know i'm like listen the, lyrical, 
the lyrical cadence and the style that man delivers is untouchable. And that's what I heard when I heard her. Absolutely, absolutely. So we're all in agreement here, you know what I'm saying? Can the man is going to be a force uh, to be reckoned with in the, in the Do speech. Do you know why she's called Ken the Man? I just want to know. Yeah, I was wondering about that. <laughs> uh, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think uh, a friend of hers, uh, I think her name is Kentavia. Her real name is Kentavia. But I, I guess she couldn't use the word that that name or whatever. But I mean, um, I think a friend of hers, a male friend of hers, I, I had something to do with like the uh, the gender. Uh, so pretty um, much, she's so good that she can go up against uh, anything. Yeah, okay. exactly, exactly, exactly. Okay. Now, when I, when I first heard Ken the man, I was thinking about the first thing that came to my mind was Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Okay, but, I can see that parallel. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you think about Nikki calls herself the um. Does she call herself Barbie? Nikki does. Yeah. I guess her, yeah, one of her so, fans, so. her the, the Barbies, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Her so supporters or more. Exactly. So basically, you know, I I I, I don't I don't know the exact answer, but I know um I did Google it and it, it said something about um a friend of hers gave her them gave her that name, uh Ken the Man. So hey. Look, whatever works for Barbs. Barbs. Exactly. Whatever works. Whatever exactly. works. Yeah, whatever works for you. Uh -huh. yeah. Exactly. What's what's next, Kim? Now it's time for one of mine. All right. So you know how I do. Oh, we so, know how you do, Kim. So oh, this shit. is Dixon. As soon as I heard this, I had to pause and sit there and just just think about this one real hard because he sounded just like my baby. Uh -huh. But this is Cream by Dixon. Something rules everything around me. Cream for me, baby. Girl, I wanna hear you purr for me. I wanna hear you purr for me. I'ma put my weight on you. Don't make me wait for me. Cream. Girl, I wanna hear you Cream for me, baby. Cream. <laughs> That's so, so first, let me say this. Um, this is singer, songwriter, and producer Darius Scott, musically known as Dixon. And he has made a huge impact in the entertainment industry under Rock Nation and mm -hmm. is bringing the heat with this early 2021 release. Now, I know me and Marcus talked about this. Of course, he sounds like my baby Prince. Yeah. But guess what? This isn't. Reminiscent of Cream Prince's song. Guess what is reminiscent of? What is it? Wu Tang, Cash Rules, Everything Around Me. Man, get the freak out of here, man! Come yeah, on, uh, Rules what? everything around me. Come on, man! Well, yeah, that part, your lyrics. Yes, he's saying Kitty rules everything. Right? The lyrics, I get but, that. But you gotta listen, man. One of the things. <laughs> <laughs> Let me give y'all some game, man. All right. <laughs> All right. Come on. Come on with it, Alex. <laughs> you got to understand, one of the things that people in this game is automatically going to do is the when it comes to fans and the audience, one of the things that Uncle Bobby and Whitney and a lot of people taught me is uh, people have a 10-second attention span. Right. And, and from the moment that they play your song where you're playing in front of CEOs or whoever, 
those first 10 seconds, they're either going to do one of a few things. Their ears are going to stand up and they're automatically going to start comparing you to who they think. Mm -hmm. So in what he was saying, like maybe the lyrical, whatever, but from the moment moment you you heard it, (laughs) from the moment you start playing that song, people are going to be like, that is, and, and, and he delivered it. It sounded dope. It's it was. Yeah. As soon as I heard it. <laughs> Who oh. was the most recent artist that had the song Permission? He sounds like that gentleman. Ro James. Mm-hmm. Ro James. Ro James. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's he delivered in, in, like I said, it's about the style and the cadence, but that is definitely Prince 2.0. Everybody's going to be like, oh my God, he sounds just like Prince. Now what separates you is how you deliver it in your flavor. Like for example, Prince sung, but Prince didn't do a lot of runs. And that run that he did was like, oh yeah, okay. Oh yeah. So right. it, 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 yeah. Made, it made him like, nah, it, it was fire though. No, I mean, no. like you said, as soon as I heard it, I had to sit back a little bit and be like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely no. been in heavy rotation all year. It's been a it popular song. Yeah. But uh, Alex, real quick. Now, you make mention of the word cadence several times during the podcast. Now, to you, what's the most important aspect of a song? Now, a cadence being, you know, being that you're a drummer, you know, you play cadences and, you know, as, as a drummer. What's the most important aspect? Like the, the cadence, the, uh, the words, or the production to you? What's the most important part of a song? Everything. What brings a song together is what stands out with people here. Um, me, I'm huge on lyrics. Um, because now we moved into an era where lyrics don't matter. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I'm big on lyrics. I'm big on uh, the production, the blend. Um, I, I'm big on, yeah, the style that it's nothing wrong with seeing, singing covers, mm-hmm. but it's about how you sing the cover and delivering in your style. For example, um, I could sing Stevie Wonder's Overjoyed or I could sing Music Soul Child's Love or whatever. So what one of the things that I try to do when I'm writing music or creating songs is, is take the audience away from take the audience mind away from what they already heard. We already have Music Soul Child. We already got Stevie Wonder. We already got Chris Brown. We already got this. But do we have Alex Porter? And in the midst of him singing my song, how is Alex Porter or whoever else going to sing this song? Mm-hmm. So it's like, that's the way that when I think what separates in creating songs, like what I did for Best Part. Daniel Caesar and her sung it they way, they sung it whatever, but I'm like, you know what? Nah, Madison, let's put some flavor on it. I'm gonna definitely put my AP flavor. You put your Madison Watkins flavor on it and let's see how we can take this song and kind of like just take it up a notch that others didn't hear. So what makes a song stand out is, Oh my God, that's Daniel Caesar and her song, but I never heard it sung that way. Uh-huh. That's when it when it comes to creating music. That's the, that's how I think. Like when I wrote "Take This Chance," I was my favorite artist growing up all time is Joe, right? Joe, I want to know. Oh yeah, Joe is that uh-huh. guy. And one of the thing was one of the things is I I, I channeled Joe's "I Want to Know." And the things that your man won't do Hmm. mixed with some uh, Usher nice and slow. And when I started writing Take This Chance, I said, how can I take all 
created these songs and create a hybrid of Alex Porter. So it's like you can listen to a song and it's not like you're not you're not copying or you're not sampling, but you're channeling. Right. Right. And a lot of people that's a gift within itself. A lot of people don't have the gift to even know how to do that. How can I listen to a song and be like, oh yeah, I can create a song like that, but create it differently in the way that it stands out in my personality, my cadence, my flavor, and in my music, in my music style. And that's what I did with Take This Chance to, to, to the point where it's like, okay, when people listen to Take This Chance, they'll be all like, yo, you can't pinpoint one person that I sound like or that I whatever. Mm-hmm. That's what, um, so one of the things is I tell I tell people, I said, so when I was in the booth in the studio writing and I've heard people to listen, take this chance to be like, yo, oh, my God, I hear Brian McKnight in you. I hear Usher. I hear Chris Brown. I hear Joe. I hear Music Soul Child because you create your own flavor. Versus them trying to just pinpoint you like, oh, bro, you sound like what you call it. Already done heard him before. You just trying to copy him. All right, right. So that that's basically the answer to that question. Absolutely. Can I say something, Mr. Porter? Yes, sir. Who you remind me of, Narda Mark Michael Walden. Okay. I, I can okay. see that influence. I've um, been told some of everybody. I've been told, and we could even go old school. I've been told Sam Cook. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been told, uh, just Donnie Hathaway. Um, I've been, it's, it's, I've been told some of everybody music, um, you know, uh, Brian McKnight, Usher, music, soul child. Like I said, I've been told Chris Brown, I've been told Joe, I've been told, uh, Tyrese. But since they can't really pinpoint one, how about you sound like Alex Porter? Alex Porter. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, that's why that makes that, that's why that works in my favor. Does that make sense? Because it's like, you can't pinpoint who I sound like because I have my own sound. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what I try to teach other artists coming up. And I try to teach other things. I can sing something right now, but I'm going to sing it in my way and my flavor that it is still delivered the message in the song, but I'll do it in the way that you'd be like, dang that dude man that boy can just whatever why because it's a sound that you haven't heard before or you may have heard before you ain't heard in a while that i'm bringing back but through a new face through a new voice through a new experience absolutely now you're talking about channeling joe i want to know kim what's next joe i want to know single I want to know from the album All That I Am written by Joe 
uh, Jordan Skinner and Michelle Williams. Not sure if that Michelle Williams is in relation or is it that one from Just a Child? I'm not sure. I doubt it. It first appeared on the Wood soundtrack, one of my favorite movies of all time, The Wood. It was number four on the Hot 100. I peaked at number two on the Hot R&B Hip Hop charts. One of many singles from Joe during his era as an R&B uh, artist. And and Alex, you know, I mean, you, you made mention of it. You know, you he was one of your one of your favorite. He's my idol. Joe is my idol, man. He's uh like, there's a lot, like I said, of course, there's a lot of R&B pioneers in the game, but Joe, uh, when I was, when Whitney gave me that stamp of approval and everybody, like, of course, you always want to compare yourself to someone, but do your own flavor. And that was the first person I was like, oh, Joe, for me is hands down. Like that dude, when they, you know, like they used to say in the church, that boy could sing. Yeah. <laughs> like Joe is just on a level that is like he delivered in a way and like I I, I try to use my writing style. Uh I channel my inner Joe in everything that I do. Um the way that man writes, the way he delivers, the way his range and tonality, I, um um it's just insane. And to me, that's what real R and B was, right? right. right. That made you feel some type of way. It was, you could have gone through a breakup. You could have gone through something and you could turn on some Joe or you could turn on some, turn on some Lauren Hill or you could turn on some uh, Tevin Campbell. Can we talk now? You could turn on some Alex Porter and it just makes you feel some type of way where you'd be all like, yo, okay, this will help me get through the day or this will help me understand that situation better. Why? Because it made you feel something. And Joe will forever like, yo, shout out to Joe, man. <laughs> now, 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 Alex, let me ask you a question. There are very few of your kind in the industry. We're talking about um, male R&B artists. You know, you can think about the uh, Jacquees. You can think about, give me, give me another one. I, and, that, and that's what I'm, this is exactly what I'm getting at. I really can't think other than yourself. A Jacquees, you really can't think of, of, of many male R&B artists other than ones that we already have, like your Johnny Gills and some of the other, your Charlie Wilsons and, and those guys, you know what I'm saying? Why do you think there's a shortage of male R&B singers in the industry now? I get asked this question on interviews and podcasts and stuff all the time, and the only answer that I could come up with is R&B got lost in translation. Um, they tried to merge so many genres together and they tried to basically um, say, oh, we're his in EDM and that guy's singing. So let me put it up. Let me put him up for R&B album of the year. Uh, to basically say, like, for example, Drake is a rapper. Drake is rapping, but Drake sings hooks at times. Oh, let's put Drake in the soul lane as R&B, and Drake ended up winning R&B album of the year. So I think that R&B got lost in translation to the point where they tried to merge so many genres, and it started confusing the musical world. The lines got blurred. So basically, so I believe that R&B is... I'm talking about real R&B. It's definitely on its way back. I remember listening to uh, Tank at a IG Live, and he was kind of like talking about the same things. And, you know, he's one of those pioneers as well. Um, and it's 
one of the things that, you know, people ask a lot, like, is R&B dead? Is, and I'm, I always say, like, nah, R&B is not dead. It's just that people are trying to compete with today's era of what they think R&B is, but forgetting what real R&B was. Right. And I think like what you, you got cats trying to make R&B trap songs and it just don't mix. Right. Uh, you got cats trying to do like, and it's nothing wrong with cross genre. Don't get me wrong. Nothing wrong with trying to cross genre um, where you could be all like, oh yeah, I can make an R&B EDM track. Uh, Mario did one with this guy featuring Nitty Gritty. Um, he did one and it was fire. Um, it's nothing wrong with doing cross genres and featuring whatever, but don't let that define of what the lane of R&B is. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what's next, Kim? So I think it's time to play another one of AP's songs. And since it's the holiday season, hey. let's go ahead and play uh, Christmas with you. It's a merry Christmas with you. Fill the stockings with a kiss, my love, my boo, my boo. I miss you too for you and me. Special gifts under the tree. I'll take this time to let you see. It's Christmas time for you and me. Happy holidays, I wanna say There's nobody I want more Yes <laughs> that's, that, that's a great song, uh, AP Definitely hear, what's my man's name? <laughs> uh, Halloween, Donnie Halloween oh, yeah. yeah. Gotta be the inspiration for that one, correct? Yep, absolutely Yeah, you hit it off, you hit the nail on the head um, Definitely I uh, was handling my inner Donnie, um, but just, you know, giving it my own flavor. And I'm super excited about this song because it's my own original Christmas song. Right, right. Um, you know what people do every year. They play the same stuff over, mm-hmm. over uh-huh. which is cool. It works. I think Mariah Carey for like 40 <laughs> years straight got the <laughs> Christmas single, yeah, yeah. Um, which is cool. Um because, you know, when the, when you're talking about timeless and classic music, that's what you want. Um, now, I got a Christmas song that you put in the hat that people could play over and over and over. And I think it's a good, uh, you know, just that feel good Christmas music is relatable. You know, if you got that significant other, y'all can cuddle up by the tree, open up your presents by the fireplace or whatever, whether on Christmas Eve or Christmas, whatever. And, and it's basically, you know, talking about that uh, Christmas with you, you know, there's couples like to be romantic around uh certain holidays and stuff like that not just valentine's day um uh, christmas as well so it's like i said how can i create a song where you can go to your significant other or partner and be like you know what i want to make this a special christmas with you and that's what it was about you know i i, I go on records to say right now you know, um i actually hate that song by mariah carey <laughs> right, bite your tongue, no, bite your no, tongue. No. What if Don't we be hating on Mariah. I'm not hating on Mariah at all. Mariah is one of the greatest of, of all time, but that Christmas ain't Christmas, but I, I, you know, that, that. <laughs> it ain't doing it for, for me, you know what I'm saying? He doesn't mean it, Mariah. If you're yeah, I do, Mariah. <laughs> 
<laughs> nah, but 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 but, it's, but you mentioned you know all the, the same thing you know I mean you know people talking about Christmas music you know you got to mention the Temptations yeah. uh, number one you know that's I mean you, people a lot of people say you know Christmas ain't Christmas unless you hear uh, Silent Night by the Temptations yeah. or or the emotions What Do the Lonely Do at Christmas I get or, one uh, another one of those but this was an original very white very white yeah. you got and 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 it's like it's. It's so many, it's a lot of them. You uh, you think of Boys the Man, Let It Snow. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. My all-time favorite. New classics. Also, uh, and then uh, uh, NSYNC, Mariah, and Joe did did one as well. So it's like, it's 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 a bunch of them. You know, uh, This Christmas was remade a hundred times over and over by so many different people. Mm-hmm. A lot of people seem like they just play the Chris Brown version over and over and over again, but it's, it's so many, and I'm just glad to just be able to, you know, just, you know, dip my toe in the water, just be like, yo, you know, Alex Porter, AP got a Christmas song too that um, can can uh, be up there as well. Absolutely. Now, are you thinking about doing a whole Christmas album like Luther Vandross? Um, maybe sometime in the future, uh, possibly. Um, this one, basically, I said, I just want to just put out a single for this holiday, but you never know what. Uh, 2022 holds um i believe that some big blessings are definitely in store um and that's about to happen um thanks to god first and b um and then also ever since i linked up with my guy marcus it's been just you know it's just been non-stop of things happening so um, it's it's bigger things is definitely about to happen um and you definitely gonna see me everywhere uh, i am everywhere um, I was, I'm, I'm getting booked a lot now. So, you know, heading into the different holidays, you know, um, after, after Christmas, you know, you got Valentine's day coming up and I already got a hot love song out already called the yeah. one. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it's, I'm tackling everything that everybody can definitely relate to and that everybody wants to be a part of. Um, and we just going to keep this journey going. Absolutely, absolutely. Now I'm gonna send you my cash app as soon as we get um done with this uh, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I'm just joking, man. I'm glad to be. I'm glad that uh, I, you know. I, we just we just like to see guys, uh, people just make it, man. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and you're you're definitely on your way, and we I'm glad to be a part of that. What's next, Kim? Well, since he mentioned the one, why not go ahead and play the one? Hey. <laughs> All right. Dream don't wake me up, baby, oh, now that we've made this choice in life, I can't wait to make you my wife, through all the years we grow, I said I'll promise that you'll forever have my own. about all the things that I've had I'm sitting here thinking about why the world has gone so bad but one thing that I know that's real when you walked into my life you Uh-huh. Perfect wedding song. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, Alex, 
Who had your nose open on that one, man? <laughs> uh, actually, I wrote the one, nobody. Uh, I just wrote what? that. I wrote that as in, like, you know, when I'm blessed to find that one, then um, whoever she's going to be, uh, whoever she is. Uh, every time I write a song, it got to be because something happened or just because I'm... Um, <laughs> <laughs> No, most time that's the inspiration to most to most of uh existence. It is, but this one is crazy because I wrote the one when I was 19 years old. And I wrote it not not thinking like, oh my god, you're my one, you're my whatever. I just wrote it because the lyrics just came into me to start writing. And and like I said, like my pen game is is I believe my pen game is just as elite as my singing. Um, so it's it just, you know, when I blessed to find that one and that whatever, that's definitely a song I'm gonna perform live. Um, um, you know, it's definitely a song that I'm gonna definitely, you know, dedicate to her. Um, definitely a song that, and like I said, I make my music relatable to everybody. So that's definitely, uh, Kim, you said it right. Um, it's a super, super major wedding song. Um, it's a, it's just a love song. Yeah. And uh, I had a few people actually, it's crazy, um, that they played it at their weddings. <laughs> and I'm like, so now I'm looking for folks that, oh, listen, if y'all get married or y'all proposing or whatever, y'all can book your boy. <laughs> <for sure. laughs> uh, we'll come out hey. rock we won't Alex, have you written any songs with other artists in mind? Uh, meaning featuring? Featuring or maybe if uh, for them to actually sing the song. Have you uh, composed any of your, your music with someone else in mind other than yourself? Yes, yeah, so some uh, songs for people. Um, we're in the process of basically uh, trying to put those out there now. Um, I wrote a song that for... Uh, it's called Take a Page from My Heart that I think Tori Kelly would eat up. Oh, I love uh, Tori Kelly. Yeah, she's amazing. So I believe that um, she would, this song is just like phenomenal. Um, I also got a song coming out next year in 2022 called Love and Happiness featuring my homegirl, Donna Glitch. Um, Donna Glitch was, is uh, a beautiful person that um, I was actually blessed to be in the you got served with. Um, yes, I'm an actor too, just to put that out there, y'all. Um, so, um, yeah. Donna Glitch is basically, I know when we was talking about Nikki and Marcus, you played the other young lady. Um, Donna Glitch is Nikki Minaj 2.0 times two. Oh, um, and this song, Love and Happiness, is going to be, uh, it's, it's next level. Um, and that's actually that cross hybrid of EDM with R&B featuring an EDM artist and me being R&B. So um, that song is going to be, it's, it's super, super dope, super major. So, um, but, um, and if there's anybody out there that y'all know that is like, oh yeah, I want him to write a song for me, man, tap in with me. Um, tap in with my squad, my managers, um, team AP. Like, like I'm ready. When I say I'm ready, like I'm ready. I, I'll write a song right now. <laughs> ready y'all so let's we, we already know man you you're the future of r&b man and people I, I mean we're just 
blessed. I mean, this this is this is a landmark episode to me. You being on our program because I just really feel like you know you're you're gonna take off and and, and you know explode all over. You already said that you're you're really starting to get booked more and things are starting to happen for you. You know, but I, we you and I know what's going on with the, on the radio tip. You know what I'm saying? And we we're just happy to have you, man. We'll just continue much success, but we're not through yet. No, so we're gonna we're gonna tap into something else. But we got to get skipped. <laughs> All right, this is going to be one of Alex's favorites. And this is Tyrese, Sweet Lady. Hey. We can talk about you being nice. Would you be my sweet love <laughs> my, my man came up. My man came up. <laughs> my man came a long way from that Coca Cola commercial, didn't he? Yes, yeah. He did. Oh yeah. That's my. That's Tyrese is my second favorite singer of all time. Um, like I said, Joe is number one. Tyrese is a very close second. Man, he came a very long way from the Coca Cola commercial, but uh, that brother, he 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 got vocals, man. Um, that brother for real and that's who a lot of people relate me to as well um yeah. like super super dope yeah absolutely now that song particular song sweet lady was uh was his first single uh, of his self-entitled album uh it reached number 12 on the top hot 100 uh, number yeah. nine on the uh, hot r&b charts uh written by john k austin um and, and it's just one of those uh, another one of those soundtracks of our lives and tyrese is very very gifted Singer, uh, actor, writer, and, and, and like you say, it reminds me of you, AP. Thank you. It means a lot. It's, it's a lot of people. It's when you can get reference to the goats that kind of you know paved the way. That that lets me know that God has blessed me to do what I'm supposed to do, and I'm on the right track. Um, so it's it's I get told that all the time. I'd be like, "Yo, you sound like a new version of Tyrese," and I'd be like, "Thank you," um, because I mean, I would rather them say something like. Oh, you sound like Jacquees. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> but um, nah, it's um, it's 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 lets me know that I'm doing what I'm, uh, you know, blessed to use my gifts and talents to be able to do, and that's amazing. Tyrese, like, yeah, dude's a beast, and he is a vocal beast. Um, like I said, there's so many, um, but Joe, him, Usher, like those guys are just like, yo, <laughs> like, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what's up. That's what's up. And hey, what's next, Kim? Uh, well, honestly, I was going to play something else, but since he mentioned Usher, let's go ahead <laughs> and play Usher right now. Hey. <laughs> let's go. After all that, this is what I found. Every one of y'all are just like me. It's too bad that you can't see that you got it bad. You got it bad. You're wrong. You're you call right back. You got it. You got it bad. When you miss a day without you, bring your whole life's off track. No, you got it bad when you're stuck in the house. You stuck that fun. So all you think about, look at yourself. That's a classic. 
Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> damn, damn, you know, damn yeah. shame what shit have done to that boy. That's <laughs> <laughs> that just like Mary J. Blige when Chili hurt that boy heart, he put out the best <laughs> power of inspiration. But it's like you guys said, it's that's what inspires some of the hottest songs. Um, it definitely inspires, and I mean that that you got it bad is a number one smash. Absolutely. Like that is will forever be number one. And Usher is like him being just the vocal beast that he is. I mean, it's that's why I said it's like it's definitely one of my top fives of all time. And not only that, when I am doing covers, a lot of people especially request me to sing Usher. Um, and I, I perform Usher pretty well. Absolutely. And just some quick tidbits. Uh, that's from the album 8701. Yes. It came out in 2001. Mm -hmm. Written by Jermaine Dupri and one of yeah. the greatest um, love song writers of all time, Brian Michael Cox. Brian. Yeah. yeah. Have you done any work with him? No, I haven't. Not yet. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Not yet. Yet. Just keyword yet. But of course, it hit number one on all the charts. We was all bumping it at some point during during our time. You know, we yeah. you couldn't you couldn't turn the radio without a great song by by Usher. Yeah. So again, great song by Usher Kim. So next up, we're gonna start playing some of our music. Okay. And this is Brent Fias featuring someone we mentioned earlier, Drake, wasting time. Share my world with you. If you wanna waste your time, waste your time with me. I mean, honestly, open your eyes and see. If you gonna waste giving your time, you all you need, waste your time with me. Yeah, I got. Excuse me, AP. Um, while I piss off my co-host. Um, <laughs> uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> Go for it. All right. The only reason why I like I picked this song was because of Drake's verse. <laughs> I figured that but, much. Which I didn't hear. So I'm like, like, exactly. I, I'm, I'm just exactly. Joking. <laughs> Alex, it's it's not about out. Drake. It's not about Drake. <laughs> hey, Alex. Just to kind of just to kind of explain what's going on, man. We 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 have an ongoing debate. I I personally believe that uh, Drake is like one of the top three, four uh, hip hop artists in the world, and, and they, they 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 don't agree with me. So I, that's that's why I said Drake is all right. I'm not saying I don't okay. like Drake, but is he one of the tops of all yeah. time? Yeah, he's not ground. He's not groundbreaking to me, but you know that's another story. Right, yeah, right we'll, we'll, we'll dedicate a whole episode to that. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, that was Brent Fires, uh, uh, the 26-year-old from Columbia, Maryland. Um, he was first featured in the uh, video with the song "Go Crew" by Golden. Y'all remember that? Huh? Y'all remember that? Yep. Yeah, you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, but that was the song "Waste of Time." Uh, anybody want to take a guess who that's produced by? Jermaine Dupri. No, no. You wouldn't believe it if I told you. I couldn't believe it when I, when I read it. The Neptunes. You okay. know, I can hear it. I can hear it. With the yeah. 808s basing yes. booming like that, I can yeah. easily hear the... It does have Neptunes. a Pharrell kind of feel to it. 
Yeah, yeah. So that song reached number 17 on the R&B charts, number 49 on the Billboard 100. And, and I'm just, I was just kidding, y'all. I mean, Brent Fires is, is, is something, a total different beast. He has a very soothing sound. It can almost kind of mesh with kind of any artist. You can kind of plug him in with any type of artist. And he kind of like, it's almost like how uh, T, not T-Pain, it was T-Pain, yeah, T-Pain, uh, he was like featured on everybody's tracks uh-huh. For 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 that run for about ten that ten year run where he was like featuring everybody's tracks and that yep. track like went to number one. Oh, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Oh, so yeah. I think I think uh, Brent Fires has that type of pizzazz yeah. that if you feature him on, on certain tracks, he could actually take that track to the next level. Yeah, it sounded good. Uh, you know, I'm huge on harmonies and blend, uh, and, and the harmonies are super super dope. And uh, I mean, settle y'all Drake argument is like, look, man. Um, <laughs> It's you got to understand. Walk, you, walk carefully, there, AP. Walk carefully. Now you saying that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm about to, I'm about to, I'm about to answer that like this. Okay, go ahead. Everybody becomes a king according to their era mm. and their mm. time. And one of the things that I've always had, I wouldn't say issues or a problem with, but that I would always kind of debate is. You can't compare one era to another era because different sets of rules allow different sets of things to happen and not happen. Um, That's like the Michael Jordan and the LeBron and the Kobe debate and all of that stuff. You got to understand the rules of the NBA back then that what Jordan was allowed to do wasn't allowed into the rules of the NBA today. Mm. I was same thing in the music game and in the music world, the rules in the era of, of the rappers that grew up under, you know, um, the, the the OG rappers back in the day versus what these rappers and the stuff are allowed to do today is two different eras. So when they say, well, you compare him to this, you compare him to that, he's the greatest of this. I would probably say Drake is one of the greatest rappers of his era. Of his era. I and agree with that. I agree with that. of his time. Now to try to compare him to Tupac and Biggie and all of that stuff, yeah. you got to and if you were to take Drake now and go into a time capsule and put him back in time in the era against Tupac and Biggie, that sound of today probably wouldn't be accepted back then because it's too. So that's how I answer that question. And I always tell people to be like, oh, well, Drake and Lil Wayne and this, this and that. They're like, oh, they're super dope, super talented. Um, I say the same thing. Like, look, man. Uh, a lot of my favorite rappers, Ludacris, Eminem, uh, you know, uh, T.I., a bunch of them stuff. I always had a problem with people trying to compare two different errors when there's a more simplistic answer to it. You could just say they were the greatest in their era, but like what we're all branded to do is evolve, right? And the evolution of music is growing to change and adapt to new eras. And that's how I answer that, man. And shout out to Kiss the Rapper, Kendrick Lamar, and J. Cole. They all up in that area. And mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give Drake that. He he can be in that genre. He He's good with them. I'll say that. They well, you got to understand this. I mean, like, numbers don't lie. And Drake puts up numbers that don't lie. Uh-huh. Say, it, say it again, AP. Say it again. One more time. <laughs> One more time for the hearing impaired. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> 
I'll just say this. I, I think we get to a point to where like this, like a certain generation of artists, that's all the focus seems to be on is numbers and not necessarily the quality of work that's being put out. So <laughs> I, I get that. I get the statement about the numbers thing, but I don't really go by numbers to determine whether or not quality. Numbers, right. So, whether someone is going to be someone that registers on my radar. But, 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 but here's the thing. What defines quality? Here's the, here's the thing that defines music. It's a lot of things. So one of the things that defines music is you got to be able to look at it as a bunch and as a whole. You can't have the quality like you ba- you you can't be able to brand and to sell your music without the numbers. Why? Because the numbers is the fan base and the people that love and that love what you do. So you can put out it's it's I have a I have a I have a, a question mark on the quality thing, because you got to understand once again, going back to my error, there's people in this era today that are absolutely terrible. But <laughs> Alex, so you got to understand the quality is beyond trash. I'm talking about the same trash that I take out to the dumpster. <laughs> right, exactly. The quality right. of your music. But when you can have best of both worlds to whether you actually have a talented artist that puts out good quality music and has the numbers to back it, that's just something you can't just debate. And I will say this about Drake. Drake, my only knock on Drake is I think people need to stop trying to define him as a singer. Mm -hmm. That's my only thing. Drake is a phenomenal entertainer. Drake, he can rap, he can sing. But he is, (laughs) he's a phenomenal entertainer and his numbers, this dude has been, he's grossing billions and billions of, 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 I wouldn't say dollars, but numbers wise that keeps him in the limelight. And that's just the reality of what that is. That's something you just can't take away. Um, And it's not just, oh, here in the States, like, no, countries. Like, Drake is having a Michael Jackson. In- I will say this. Drake is not trash. I can say that. Oh, He's not at definitely all. definitely not trash. He's oh, not <laughs> and it's crazy because a lot of people don't even understand and know to have a kid that started out acting in movies like Degrassi or shows like Degrassi to try to come into the music stage. That's not easy to do. Like, people, people think yeah. that the greatest actor slash the greatest rapper that went actor of all time is Will Smith. So you got to understand that's not easy to do. Yes, Marcus, the greatest. Yeah, yeah you got to give Will the that. greatest <laughs> actor, I mean, rapper that first started out rapping and went acting of all time, of all time, is Will Smith. You got others that have stumbled across it, you know, like Queen Latifah and, and others, but I'm talking yeah, well, about... I'm talking exactly so, but I'm talking about ones that just straight it started out rapping. You remember it was him and Jazzy Jeff. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was, but then he just said, you know what? That's why a lot of people diss Will in his music. Eminem diss Will. He says, I ain't got to cuss in my raps like Will Smith, but you know, he, it's, it's, it's a lot of people can't do that. So for Drake to start out acting first and then to be all like, you know what? Let me tackle the music game. That's a hard transition to do, and he successfully did it. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I guess nobody. I'll just say this, Craig David. Nobody heard Craig David. Yeah. <laughs> Craig David. He does look and sound like him, but but yes, let's all agree that number one, Drake is not trash. No. 
No, it's not he is great for his era. I will give him that. Yeah, we'll, 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 leave it, we'll leave it at that. I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> What's next, Kim? Oh, Lord, I don't forgot where I was. <laughs> now, actually, I'm going to play one of mine. This is Jared Lawson, Be the Change. I heard this, and I just fell in love with it. Mm. To younger generations undefined, we'll be the lighthouse to guide the minds, be the change we want to see. Yeah. This singer, songwriter, keyboardist, Jared Lawson, originally from Portland, Oregon, released his second album, Be the Change, in 2020. Primarily influenced, of course, by Stevie Wonder and D'Angelo. Lawson is usually considered an R&B or neo-soul artist, but he studied jazz for three years, and Be the Change is packed full of bold and complex musical strokes that lift it beyond genres. There we go. I was about to say, I hear Stevie all through that. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And yeah. the most interesting thing about Jarrett Lawson is like, I know Jarrett Lawson, not necessarily as this style of an artist. I know him as a house artist where a lot of his music got remixed mm -hmm. into the soulful house realm. And mm -hmm. so that's how he registered initially on my radar. And so when Kim, when you presented this, I was like, oh yeah, this is a regular version of one of the songs that I've been bumping in some of my sets like over the past couple of years or whatever. He had another record called How Long that's you should check out as well that I really like. But yeah, yeah. multi-talented. Multi-talented. Exactly. You know, yeah. um, it, it, it's been a while since I heard uh, a message song. But it's I also know, been right? a while since since you, you heard a message song put to that type of music, the jazz and the congos. That was amazing. Uh, it, it was, it was. It's very we need amazing. to bring that yeah. back. Remember in the 90s yeah. when everything was kind of mixed with jazz? I missed yeah. that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, Absolutely. if I could myself a little bit, uh, I got a message song out that I did for the Black Lives Matter movement titled We Won't Give Up. Um, the, oh. videos, the video's on YouTube. Um, and it's definitely something that's super, super powerful once everybody sees it. Um, and What's it's in that. It's it would resonate with everybody. It's titled We Won't Give Up right. and something that it's it's, you know, this was around the time when um, the the Ahmaud Arbery and the all of the basically all the stuff that was happening, um, you know, George Floyd and all that stuff. And, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement came to me in my camp and asked mm -hmm. if I can do a video and do uh, a tribute, you know, to a lot of ones that lost their lives. And um, so when y'all get a chance, y'all go check that out. Most definitely. Most definitely. Guess what? I found it. Hey. What? <laughs> <laughs> I found it. <laughs> I finally found it. Wanna hear it? Here you go. Let's go. Continue to exist in our society, which must be condemned as vigorously as we condemn riots 
In the final analysis, a riot is the language of the unheard. I I wrote it and I sung it. <laughs> okay. That's that's not, that's not that's not you on the production. I, I just seemed like that 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 might have been you. Um, with the production, slightly, yeah. With the production, yeah. I have I have I got producer signed under me. So um, but I I I was a slight production on that. Yes, sir. Okay, okay. That's yeah. an amazing song, man. I, I I actually like that one. Thank you. Yeah, check it out. The video will inspire you even more. We won't give up. It's very very powerful. Um, I'm that's something that definitely. Um, I continue to push just, you know, in the message um, to just show um, and to continue to tell people that, you know, we matter um, and that we matter in such a big way that um, we're going to continue to fight until we have, you know, um, social equality and and uh, social justice all across the world, um, you know, equality for all and to let you know that we're still here. And that song, We Won't Give Up, um, says that. And it definitely says, you know, yeah, you may continue to try to, you know, knock us down, but we're going to continue to fight with all our might, standing tough, and we won't give up till we get to where we're supposed to be. I promise y'all, y'all definitely check that song out, check the video out. It'll bless you. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, what's next, Kim? I have Elijah Blake featuring Trinidad James. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know that it's stomach like you ever got smoking Tasting when we like this, but you prefer exotic Smoking on that blue dream Whatever dreams may come I'll be breaking out of heaven for you Oh, yeah. Done it again. Yeah. Yes, indeed. He, Elijah Blake, is a trifecta. You know, he's a singer, songwriter, and producer. We were talking about Usher earlier. He won actually a Grammy for writing Usher's Climax. Nice. Yeah, so he's been in the game for a while doing, you know, making his mark as a songwriter, and he's finally getting some shine as a singer. Yeah, they did it. They did a challenge for uh, that Climax song. Um, it was like a challenge to, for anybody to basically tackle that. Um, and yeah, that's Climax song is hot. Absolutely. That song is hot. You can tell the elements of that song Climax by the vocals. Yeah. Uh, uh, by the vocals. And so, you know, it's a great song and we'll be looking forward moving forward. What's next, Kim? 
Okay, CK Love. never go wrong with afro beats man exactly like, exactly ever. i agree with you, <laughs> which, which, with you. Yes. which which yeah, brings me can... to my next to my next point you know we, we, we none of us lived in the era when the, the english came and came to america and pretty much took over the airways as far as music is concerned but have we are living in a time where the motherland is coming over and taking over our airways uh that i'm loving it I'm yeah, I'm loving it too. That was CK Love in One TT. I guess that's how you say it. But anyway, I like I love this song. It pushes in the mindset of a lot of the like we talked about Nigerian uh, mm-hmm. music era of uh, the the Drogba's, the Davidos, the Wiz Kids. Oh, uh, Wiz Kids! Their new song is oh my gosh. Yes, <laughs> know, yes, right? yes. Yeah. But, uh, but this is uh, another great song by another great Nigerian artist. This song has peaked at number three on the UK singles, uh, number 31 on the Hot 100, and number two on the Global 200. And, and the song speaks for itself. It's, it's got it's got an old school, Just the Two of Us, I guess that's the name of the song. Uh, mm. It's got that, got that thing to it. And it's just a great song, man. It makes you feel good. It makes you want to get up and dance. It makes you want to just, just feel good song. And I'm just so happy to see a lot of these uh, African artists are starting to get the, uh, the attention that they so deserve. Yeah. Um, it's so great. It's so great. It really is. I'm also yeah. noticing that not only with music, but their movies are becoming next level. If you go on yeah. Netflix, there's a lot of Nigerian movies and it's not um what you think it's not like back in the day and it's 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 um like a b-movie quality it's actually good quality movies so definitely check them out and not just that it's it's i think idris alba paved the way for england as well um they're taking over the acting world by storm and it's like because you you see you just seem like everybody in movies got an accent now um And it's like they're taken over by storm. And it's just a beautiful thing. Um, I mean, but back to my original point, like Afrobeats is just such a feel-good wave, it, man. It does. You feel uh, it in I'm your actually, spirit. I'm going to make an Afrobeats song in the next year. <laughs> sure. And uh, it's just it's just that feel. You can never go wrong with Afrobeats. <laughs> like, ever. <laughs> Absolutely. And again, it's just so good to see this this different type of way that's that's moving not just in music but in acting as well so what you got next for us kim oh this is one of my picks and this is ayama with her mm. song home but it's got to stop within and now i'm grown got the keys to my own door and i take them where i go
turned on to this artist by Insecure Fifth Season on HBO. Check them out. And <laughs> this Brighton-born neo-soul singer actually named Sophie Bond. But um, for artist purposes, her, we call her Ayama. She released mm -hmm. Home. And this is her 10th and final track from her second EP, Truth, which was released in 2020. So definitely check her right. out. All right. Such a vibing tune. It yes, really man. is. It really is. What we, what we got next, Kim? Well, next up, I have El Hey Fomo. Ella. Ella. I'm sorry. I'm pulling up, I'm pulling now. Got a fan missing now. I might just take a different route. Yeah, yeah, but I've been thinking different about yo. After all this time you've been around, we go crazy like a couple scrolls, loads. But can you take it how you dish it out? Uh, but you said, don't question. As long as there's a connection, you taught me a lesson. There's no such thing as perfection. This love is not a weapon. It's more like protection Found a good thing, that's a blessing It's crazy, I know But I've been thinking different I like it That's a vibe, I, yeah Yes, it is That's a vibe It gave me, it gave me Eric Benet vibes Mm-hmm Yeah Well, Ella It's actually an acronym It stands for Every Life Has an Ending That's what All the right. name stands for But um, yeah, this is featured on the latest EP The third installment of Aura It's Aura 3 and uh, it's a vibe, like you said, uh, Mr. Porter. It's, a, it's definitely a, a vibe yeah. and one of my favorites right now. Now, are we turning you on to new music, Mr. Porter? Of course. Listen, <laughs> I'm always, I'm always super excited <laughs> about new music, new artists, new. That's how I think you become the best of who you are. Um, I when people be like, well, "What do you listen to?" Like, I listen to everything. I don't think you can be an artist and not listen to everything. I don't think you can be just kind of just. Um, um, stamped into one lane. Um, I listen to literally everything. Um, it's crazy because I actually get a lot of ideas from writing my music, from listening to Disney music. <laughs> it's 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 just what creates the talent in the individual of of you know who they are and what they could become. But yeah, uh, absolutely. Alex, can I get a little bit abstract with you? Can I get a little abstract with you? Okay. Do you, do, do you hear and sing in color? Break that down to me. <laughs> well, certain artists, like uh, I think Kanye West mentioned this as well. Like he doesn't see or he doesn't hear uh, music a certain kind of way. He visualizes music in hues of color. And I was just kind of curious, like when it comes to your musical creation, like when you're composing songs, what comes to mind? Are you seeing like a landscape of colors in front of you that you're composing, like like a tapestry or, okay. or um, from that standpoint? I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say colors, I would say message. Um, when I'm creating a song or when I'm writing music, um, I'm trying to deliver in the message that it will help someone heal someone and cause someone to believe and wanna continue to say that. If I can do it, you can do it. Um, I had a rough childhood growing up, man. I've been through a lot um, and like I said, and I've always said this, um, I don't write music or sing music to try to become rich or famous or have it be a celebrity. I understand that comes with it. And I am the celebrity that I am in my own lane. But um, 
I do this to try to be the voice of the voiceless. I do this to try to give back to people in a way that can really show them that I'm a living witness and example of, and the true definition of not giving up on your dreams. Um, that's why I do this. That's what I see. Um, when I'm writing a song, whether it's a love song, I'm visualing thousands of millions of people possibly get married one day and they're going to play my song down their wedding aisle. If I'm writing a song where I'm dancing, I'm visualing a bunch of people dancing in a step-up studio or this being utilized in a movie that can be used to fit whatever platform or the lane that I feel that it can go. Um, when I'm writing music, I write music universally that I feel everybody can use. And yeah, that's what makes the best of AP. Thank you for that. Thank you. We got anything else, Kim? Just one last song, and this is one of Alex's favorites by Rough End, Someone to Love. Mm, yes. Maybe I can open up your heart. See, I've been waiting all my life for someone just like you. That is my favorite group of all time. Like, if people don't know, you need to catch up. Like, Rough Hands is an OG. Uh, you know, they basically go back, you know, to those duo groups like Jodeci and and those other ones. Rough Hands is, um, they got another hot song uh, called No More. That yeah, No yeah. More Shopping Spree. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's them. Yeah, that's yeah, 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 yeah. Matter Ruff of fact, uh, that's from the same album. album. Yeah, second album um, out of 2001. Uh, yeah. They're from Baltimore, Maryland. They were actually originally a quartet. David Chance and uh, what's the other guy's name? Dante. Yeah, yeah, him. They broke off and decided to form their own group. This particular song was number 49 on the Hot 100, number 12 on the R&B charts. Yep. And I actually, I actually love this song. Yeah. Now, what, what was, what, what is it about Rough Ends that 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 drew you, um, AP? The the way they sing, their harmonies, their blend, uh, just, just, and like I told you, I'm a big lyricist. I'm huge on on uh, lyrics and just cadence and the delivery of how a song comes across. And when you, it's when you think of of what it was saying, is it's relatable. Like, all you need is someone to love you. You know, all you need to say is that you want me to be with you, girl, I know you waited so long. It's just the way that they sung it to whether they was talking to somebody and in the midst of saying like, this is what I'm saying. So you're going to receive this message. And in the midst of you receiving this message, this is how I'm delivering it. And it's an impact that just and that was a like. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's how I'm going to write my music. That's how I'm going to sing my music. 
And I'm like, you know what? It's just just the way that I'm like, these these dudes is hot. And and then when you heard no more, and then when you heard the other songs, I'm like, yo, Ruffins is it. And uh, but that's someone to love you is what off the top is like, oh yeah, I'm sold. Yeah, when are you gonna make a new remake of that one? I know, right? <laughs> I know. Uh, maybe that's something we can do next year, man. <laughs> or when you're on tour, maybe just introduce yeah. us to that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. I actually even reached out to them and said, I would love an opportunity to open up for Rough Ends because um, they're still touring and doing music today. Um, and I said, um, like I said, I believe 2022 is going to be a blessed year. A lot of big opportunities are going to be taking place. Y'all definitely going to be uh, finding out more and more who Alex Porter is. Um, my team, Team AP, is really, really working hard. Um, so um, it's it's y'all definitely going to find out more. But everybody always trying to say, Alex, can you remake this? In the midst of trying to remake my own music. Because listen, y'all, listen, a good, good podcast, y'all. I love to sing, man. That's just what <laughs> There's one thing that I can say that I do good, it's sing, man. So it's and we agree. We actually agree. Yeah, absolutely. It's what I love to do. So yeah, and that's that's a hot track, man. Someone to love you by Rough Ends, man. Definitely like that's that's on repeat. Absolutely. Now, Alex, we again we thank you so much for being part of the good good, man. Tell us what tell us what you got coming up. Uh, hindsight in 2022 any any concerts any new music we can expect yes sir so um coming up well we are going into the holiday season um y'all definitely download stream tap in with christmas with you man um it's a super super nice holiday track it's something that you guys um definitely would love um and uh hope your boy blow it up get it everywhere um, um, Byron, maybe we can get that on the radio over there in the DMV. Most definitely. I would oh, love yeah. to feature you. Yeah. I would appreciate that, man. Get Christmas with you out there going into the new year. Um, a lot more opportunities. Um, I'm getting calls from a lot of professional sports teams. I don't know if you guys got a chance to check out my Instagram and everything, but um, I was blessed to sing the national anthem for some pretty heavy hitting sports teams. Um, so um, the Los Angeles Clippers, they called me twice. Um, a professional soccer team, Ontario Fury, called me. Um, we're trying to, you know, um, anybody that basically wants to fly me out or bring me in to sing the national anthem for their um, professional sports teams, tap in with me. So we got a lot of things that's about to open up um, going in that avenue. Also, um, yes, touring, touring is definitely going to be taking place next year. Um, you know, blessed opportunities to open up for some pretty significant people. My camp is in, is in the process as we speak to, um, contact Keith Sweat for some things. Um, so, um, we're trying to make, you know, some things happen. Um, basically that y'all going to be seeing me around, not just in the musical world, but in the acting world as well, coming out in some few movies as well. So uh, I am repped across the board, singer, songwriter, actor, and model. Um, so um, I'm just trying to just use the gifts that God gave me to, you know, um, put my loved ones and my people in a better situation. Absolutely. Again, we thank you so much. We're going to be looking forward uh, to seeing more of you as well. We're also going to have a, have an opportunity to get your manager, Amanda Fernandez. Yes. She's going to be a part of the good, good, immediate future. I'm looking forward to speaking to her as well, as long as others. And again, we thank you so much for being a guest on our podcast. Thank you for thank having you. me. Thank you. Um, yeah. 
Byron, Miss Kim, it's, it's, it's been a blessing. Thank you for having me. It's such an honor um, to be here on the Good Good Podcast. Um, for those that are listening, tapping in with us, man, y'all definitely tap in with the Good Good Podcast. Y'all follow them on all their platforms, social media avenues and lanes. Y'all tap in with me on Instagram, official underscore Alex Porter. Um, y'all tap in, uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel, go to my website, alexporter.info. And y'all continue to, let's continue to bless this journey and make big things happen. And as Alex said, please check us out on Facebook at We've Got the Good Good Experience and definitely be good, good to each other. Hey. All right, Alex, I wish you the best. Thank you. Appreciate it so much. Until next and time, we'll y'all. See you next time on the Good Good. Hey, let's get it. <laughs> <laughs>